Welcome to another live episode of The Energy Detox, a petroleum-based blend of leadership conversations guaranteed to boost your professional and personal output by flushing away the hidden and often toxic barriers to peak performance. I'm your host, Joe Sinnott, a chemical engineer, executive coach, and 16-year oil and gas industry veteran helping you tap into the same resources fueling today's most successful and sustainable leaders. And today we're going to talk about how many of those leaders embrace the power of sardines to achieve sustainable results. And if that seems like a bit of a stretch for today's episode, well, it's because it is. But it's also for good reason, because today is National Sardines Day. And even though being Thanksgiving week, most people are focused on turkey as a, as a great source of protein. The reality is that sardines can be even, even better source of protein. A sustainable seafood that's rich in good oils. And of course, as we know from the media, not all oil is good, but uh, in this case, the omega threes that uh, sardines have are, are good. They're good for you. They're, they're the building block, if you will, of, of healthy lifestyle. And so too can they be the building block of a healthy organization if you're able to channel the, the power that is this tiny little fish that's relatively low on the food chain, but that, again, can provide many, many health benefits. The other reason for this forced analogy today is that we do have a uh, fish-related headline that ties into the energy industry, as we've been doing on the, uh, the daily iterations of the detox. And this headline today comes from Stanford University, where researchers have found that Methane, methane that might otherwise be released into the atmosphere from landfills or from wastewater treatment plants or from some oil and gas facilities that aren't properly capturing methane, whatever the source is, that methane can be captured and can be economically turned into fish food, into fish meal that might otherwise be produced from different sources, but in this case can use methane that's fed to a certain type of bacteria that can then in turn feed fish. And of course, we know that methane is the building block for many things that we enjoy here in, in modern life. But what's extra interesting, of course, is that this methane would, again, otherwise be released into the atmosphere. And as we've learned, if we've been paying attention to, to climate-related news, methane is far more uh, impactful from a heating standpoint than carbon dioxide. So the ability to take this otherwise you know, released natural gas into the atmosphere and to take this and create a sustainable source of food for fish, which in then turn can be a sustainable source of food for human beings is, is a positive thing. So we're going to take this idea of methane as a building block for fish and take the idea of sardines as a building block for a healthy life and Again, weave this into a, a leadership conversation that may be a little bit more uh, fun uh, given the holiday week here than, than maybe some other uh, leadership conversations that you're going to find out there. And the third and final tie-in here between sardines and Thanksgiving and perhaps leadership is when I was thinking through the story this morning, I went back 15 years when I was on one rig offshore in the Gulf of Mexico. That wasn't exactly uh, the best rig in terms of its cuisine. And one positive is that they had no shortage of sardines. And I will confess to being an avid uh, connoisseur of sardines here. In fact, it's one thing that I had the privilege of eating growing up. I, I think my, my parents often said it was brain food and, and whether or not that was true. The reality is 
It is a good, easy, nutritious, and in my opinion, tasty source of food. And on this particular rig, which didn't have very good food, it was great to have a, a nice variety of sardines. And in fact, I remember the one day that I did not eat sardines on this particular rig was actually Thanksgiving. So I was out there, I think it was in 2016 for Thanksgiving, and I did not insult the cook out there by by turning to a can of sardines, even though, again, the Thanksgiving meal was was perhaps not um, not what you're likely to enjoy if you're if you're privileged to have a, a nice home cooked Thanksgiving dinner this year. But all of that being said, and, and coming back to the to the heart of today's episode or the heart friendly uh, theme for today's episode, let's go ahead and dive into the three questions that will help you grow, protect, and sustain success for you and for your organization by becoming more sardine-like in your leadership. And that first question today is, in what ways are you missing opportunities for the bottom of the corporate food chain to fuel your company's growth? And the idea behind this question came from a conversation that I had with a CEO a couple weeks ago, where we were talking about ways to leverage your, your rank and file employees as a mechanism to get your message out there and to, to fuel your mission, if you will, to fuel your message, particularly when it comes to the, the benefits, the undeniable benefits of natural gas and what it is that natural gas has done and will continue to do for our country and, and for our world, for that matter. And the genesis for this conversation revolved around politics and the fact that, at least here in Pennsylvania, we have some very high-profile races that are coming up in 2022 for governor and for uh, U.S. Senate and certainly all of the, the U.S. representative races that are out there. And the question was, without telling people who to vote for, of course, but you know, to help better inform people about the issues, particularly related to energy, how can you better use your, your rank-and-file employees, if you will, the, the bottom of the corporate food chain, to, to put it bluntly, how can you use them to deliver a message that might be more impactful and more sustainable than messages that are delivered from the highest people in the food chain, the people whose messages might get lost, if you will, or might be seen more overtly as being compromised by you know, corporate uh, goals and, and the bottom line of, of your investors, whatever the case might be. And again, it's a nuanced conversation, right? You never want to force people. You don't want to force your employees to do what they're, you know, not wanting to do. But if you're arming them with facts and figures, and if you're arming them with the truth, quite frankly, regarding energy policy and the impact that politicians can have, well, then is your message going to be more effective? And that same conversation flows through everything that's going on in your organization, whether it's some sort of cultural transformation or some sort of technical initiative or whatever the case might be. Are you properly utilizing everyone in your organization to get that message out there? And if you're not, well, why not? Why aren't you arming the people that are there, that are doing the job, that might have a, a different perspective on things? Why aren't you arming them with the information and the tools and, and the communication channels necessary to fuel your mission? to fuel the, the goals and the agenda of your company. And again, coming back to the, to the sardine theme, if you will, what is a sardine? Well, a sardine, again, is very low on the food chain. And that's a good thing for a lot of reasons. It's, it's fresher. It's not alive long enough. It's not alive long enough to, to pick up a bunch of toxins. It's, and again, as we've pointed out at the beginning here, it's, it's rich in good things and good oils. And it has a lot to give and a lot to offer, even though a lot of people might turn their nose up at it, quite frankly, because... You know, they, they've, they don't know we smell so good. 
And again, if you're a leader who is unwittingly giving off the opinion that, you know, the, the rank and file employees don't smell so good and, and you don't want to push them out publicly to the masses, well, again, you're doing yourself and your company a huge disservice. Because yes, while sardines might give off an unpleasant odor at times, and and while, again, a can of sardines might signify more of a, uh, more of a, here, here I am on camera here, more of a blue collar element that uh, that you may find yourself removed from if you've been in leadership for some period of time, you need to ask yourself again, what a disservice you might be doing to your stakeholders. So again, bringing it all back together, ask yourself if you're fully utilizing the, you know, uh, uh, perhaps um, less sexy can of sardines, if you will, within your organization, if you're avoiding them and you're not fully utilizing them to help move your company forward. And all that brings us to the second question, which is, are your stakeholders unwittingly consuming toxins that the biggest fish in your organization have accumulated over the years? And obviously, one source of toxicity is this unwitting sense that leaders are high and mighty and that those below them are, again, off-putting or stinky. And again, that's a pretty stark description of organizations. And fortunately, in my experience, both in the corporate world and now as an executive coach, I'm not seeing a tremendous example of those who are sitting in their ivory tower and executive boardrooms and, and you know, looking down upon their, their rank and file sardines, if you will, in the organization. Fortunately, that is not something I see. In fact, quite the opposite. I think there are indeed good hearted and, and good faith efforts to, to, you know, kind of unify, if you will, those at the bottom of the food chain and those at the top, regardless of, you know, pay differences and, and differences in perks and prestige and all of that. However, there are lots of leaders who are unwittingly giving off toxins that they've accumulated over the years and they don't even realize it. Sometimes it's bitterness. Sometimes it's this idea of being jaded because of what they had to go through as an employee, you know, 20, 30 years ago. And they're still carrying that with them, even as they project this, this sense of being this, this giving, warm, empathetic leader. The reality is these toxins build up over time. And one of the advantages, of course, of sardines is that they're not quite alive as long as some of the bigger fish, like tuna, for example, that accumulate lots of heavy metals and toxins. So the question is, are you holding on to these toxins unnecessarily if you are a leader? Or are you more like a sardine where you're fresh, you don't build up the toxins? Or if they're there, they're, they're so short-lived and you're able to flush them out of your system that it doesn't have the same impact, if you will, that again, these larger fish have, which is again why sardines are great for pregnant women because they have the same benefits, the same omega threes, all of the all of the good stuff without the bad stuff, without the buildup of mercury and other toxins that again, say tuna fish has that um, is not necessarily recommended for for pregnant ladies to to eat, um, you know, more often than they should. So that being said, again, ask yourself: Are you unnecessarily and unwittingly sharing these toxins that you've built up? Are your stakeholders ingesting these toxins from you? And do they not even realize it? Do you not realize it? And if so, again, how can you kind of channel the, the role of a sardine, which is shorter life cycle, lower on the food chain, and consuming only things that don't have toxins? Because again, from a scientific standpoint, not to go too far in the weeds, the reason that sardines don't have a big buildup of mercury and other toxins is because they pretty much just eat plankton. And again, plankton are short-lived and they certainly don't have time to accumulate these, these toxins and these heavy metals. So again, what are you consuming as a leader? What are you ingesting, if you will? What are you exposed to? Are you exposed to other leaders or other sources or quite frankly, other, you know, um, uh, potentially toxic sources of media? 
or of investors or of stakeholders that, yes, they're going to exist and they're out there, but are you able to kind of push them aside and move forward and not let them build up inside of you? And in turn, flip it around to your other stakeholders who are going to see that, who are going to feel it, and who are going to suffer the consequences of your toxicity. And wrapping up with our third question today, does the sustainability label you've slapped on your company really carry the weight that you think it does? And if you happen to have seen the Netflix uh, show, documentary, whatever you want to call it, Seaspiracy, I think it was called. And, and again, the idea behind that show is that all of the claims for sustainable seafood and all of these labels that you see might not actually indicate how sustainable the operations are. In fact, in some cases, the, the operations, the, the fishing operations are quite the opposite. They're polluting, they're damaging to other fish species. And even though they might have gained this sustainability stamp from one of many different organizations, the reality is it doesn't carry a whole lot of weight. And so the question for you is, as you tout your company's sustainability efforts or your diversity and inclusion efforts or whatever the case might be, the reality is, does it really carry that much weight? Or are there people out there like those who put together the Seaspiracy documentary who know who know that there are plenty of chinks in your armor, if you will, when it comes to this sustainability label? And if so, is the more that you use this label separating you from your stakeholders in terms of authenticity and accountability and, quite frankly, your reputation? Are you hurting your reputation by slapping these labels on but not fully understanding what actually goes into gaining such a label? And some of this, if you're interested, again, for some Thanksgiving Day uh, ramblings, can be found in a conversation that I had recently with Jason Spies of The Crude Life. And we can go ahead and, and link this in the show notes, but we had a conversation about the movie Tommy Boy, where, if you're familiar with that movie from 25, 26 years ago, one of the, the key scenes is when Tommy, Tom Callahan, is trying to sell his product, sell his company's product to somebody who really wants a guarantee stamped on the box. Other companies are putting guarantees on their boxes of brake pads, but Callahan Auto Parts was not. And of course, in that famous scene, you know, Tommy Callahan goes ahead and, and he convinces this potential customer that, look, that guarantee doesn't necessarily mean anything. You can, you can stamp a guarantee on anything, but that's, you know, that's only going to be worth so much. What you want is a quality product, a quality offering that is backed by decades of results. And that's what you want to be as a leader. And that's what you want to be as a company. Yes, you can have these fancy names and labels and everything else. And yes, as all of these companies go ahead and certify their natural gas, that's a good thing. However, are you unwittingly running away from some of the core foundational things that have built your company to what it is today? And so too with seafood. No matter how many sustainability labels you slap on something, the reality is that sardines are naturally sustainable. They are Plentiful. Yes, there's less sardines in the world than there used to be, and we can go, you know, into the weeds on that. But the reality is, sardines don't need some fancy marketing. And yes, they might not come in fancy packaging like this can of sardines here, but the reality is, they're good for you. They have high quality oils, low toxicity, and again, they don't need a sustainability label to know that they are a sustainable source of protein and energy for you. And so, with all that being said, I encourage you to be more sardine-like in your leadership today, both on National Sardines Day, which we celebrate here on Thanksgiving Eve, and in every day of your life, of course. And as always, I thank you, especially, again, on the eve of Thanksgiving, for tuning in to another edition of The Energy Detox. 
I've enjoyed weaving together various energy industry themes and energy industry headlines, even headlines like this from Stanford that are maybe a bit a bit of a stretch. But again, I hope you've enjoyed. I appreciate your feedback. I appreciate you listening. And I hope you have a healthy, happy, and enjoyable Thanksgiving, whether you're eating turkey, ham, or perhaps sardines. <laughs>